The Circle, a novel by Ed Adams. Elemental Claire had visited the Elemental Spa. There was a willow stream that ran through the area which the brochure said was inspired by a place called Havasupai, an oasis deep in the Grand Canyon where energy unites and restores. The spa had a mesa rooftop pool under the deep blue Arizona sky. Claire enjoyed a private cabana and could look out towards the McDowell Mountains. It had said take a half day on the brochure, and Claire had followed the advice trying the desert oasis, the open-air reflection atrium and also dawdled at the waterfall. To her surprise, the treatment room also had a private outdoor patio, so she had blended the experiences both indoors and outdoors. Now she felt pleasant and relaxed, but thought it was probably time to find Big Z again. And anyway, if they stayed a few more days, then maybe she could have another go. She returned to her room. Claire looked towards the room phone but saw that the red message light was not flashing. No messages. Bixie hadn't called. He couldn't still be asleep. It was inconceivable that he would wait this long to make contact, and anyway she had called him at breakfast time. It was now 2 p.m., which would be around 9 p.m. in the UK. Claire also checked her mobile phone. She didn't expect messages from Bixie there. Aside from the text he had sent when he had found Chuck the preceding night, Claire decided she would check in Bigsy's room and made her way to his floor. The door had a do not disturb sign on it. She felt into her jeans for the key to Bigsy's room. First, she tapped on the door. No reply. Again, a little louder. No reply and no sounds from within. She opened the door, noticing the damage around the lock, and tapped again this time on the open door to the side bathroom. No one. Then inside the main room. It was just like hers, only a floor lower. Curtains were open. She had the best view. Bixie's case was on the bed. A few items scattered around, which showed Bixie had been in the room, but didn't look as if he had unpacked. The bed looked as if it had received turndown service, but no occupant. There was a small chocolate in a wrapper. Bixie's red backpack on the bed looked as if it had only been placed there before Bixie headed for the bar. Bixie could only have spent a few minutes in the room. Claire realized Bixie must have met Chuck. She wondered if they had gone somewhere that evening. It was unusual for Bixie not to leave any message though. Claire would need to resort to using her phone to contact him, even if they had preferred not to use this form of communication. She clicked her phone, ready to text. Then she noticed it. Bixie's phone was one of the loose items in the room. Highly unusual. Bixie wouldn't go without his phone unless he was in a big hurry. Claire would lay low in the hotel until Bixie contacted her. She was sure that she would be contacted by the evening in any case. She chose not to contact Jake in this period, but in the evening to check the bar in case Chuck showed up. Claire picked up the most important of Bixie's belongings and put them into the small canvas laundry bag in the wardrobe. She would take them back to her room for safekeeping. Then she left the do not disturb sign and headed back to her room. No sign of Bixie, no messages, but he had been with Chuck. That would be the explanation. The enigmatic Chuck had taken Bixie somewhere as part of the reason they had been called to Scottsdale. Claire would need to sit tight until Bixie, and Chuck returned. 
Claire looked through the items she had picked up from Bixie's room. A small bag containing a laptop computer, the phone, two spare sims, some connector cables, two different sets of keys, a small empty notepad, a few pens. She moved the various items to the small safe in the cupboard in her room. She noticed it had a charging socket inside and charged Bixie's computer while it was inside. She placed the other items inside the safe, except for one set of keys. The set which said hurts. She would check out the car to see if there were any further clues. She smiled at the thought they referred to it as a car. When they had arrived at the car counter, they had expected the vehicle to be ready to drive away. It hadn't been ready, and when they did eventually get it, the original one was enormous, like some van. They had made a fuss and had it downsized, which seemed highly amusing to the people working in the booth. They were much more used to people asking for something larger. It was still a big vehicle and looked very capable of going off-road. Claire and Bixie were both relieved to see the large-sized parking bays in America and could understand why everyone front parked. Claire walked to the parking area. They had valet parked the car, so it was fortunate that Bixie had only handed over one of the two keys supplied. The car was still there. Claire thought that even this downsized car looked enormous. Claire peered inside. There was nothing to indicate that Bixie had moved it. It looked as if he had gone wherever with Chuck and Chuck's car. Mm -hmm.